Welcome to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries podcast. My name is Pastor Virgil Lofty, better known to some of you and a lot of you as Pastor V. And I'm Prophetess Tanya Lofty, and we are so happy that you're here. Here at TCAM, it is our mission to bridge the gap between the church and the community. As we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness to us and the official launch of a location, you can join us live online for communion and Bible study. And of course, make sure you subscribe to listen to the replay of those messages right here on the podcast. On behalf of myself, Pastor V. And me, Prophetess Tanya. And the entire TCAM family, we want to say thank you. God bless you for tuning in and being a part of the podcast. We pray that this message and these messages will be a blessing to you and will allow you and help you advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So be blessed by what you hear. And listen, the Bible tells us to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. Thank you and praise you, Father, for this is the day that you have made, God. Yeah, Jesus, I rejoice and I'm so grateful and I'm glad that God, thank you for this day, God. Yeah, God, for hallelujah, how, how you set this day and you set this day according to your will, God. Let your presence be felt in this place on the day, God. We thank you for your will being done. We thank you for the word on today, God, that I decrease and that the greater one may increase. God, I step back that you will always step forward, Jesus. Have your way on today, God. Oh, touch the lives of the people that are watching those that are in person. God, miracle, Father, in their lives on today, God. Open the ears of the deaf, God. Open the eyes of the blind, not just in seeing, but in, in spirit, but they can't see spiritually, God. Open their eyes to you, God. Fresh revelation, Father, flow in the lives of your people on today, God. That even now, someone is changing and turning their hearts to you, God. Oh, God, we thank you that the atmosphere is set for you to do great and powerful things on today, God. Oh, God, we thank you that the gifts of the Spirit will be in full operational today, God. Oh, God, we give you and you alone all glory, honor, and praise. It's in the name of Jesus we thank you. And all those who agree with y'all, amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. Amen again. Well, God, I thank you. Turn your Bible to chapter Luke, chapter 18. Chapter Luke. I'm saying chapter Luke. <laughs> chapter 18. I was thinking about chapter. Luke chapter 18. His name is not chapter Luke. His name is just Luke. Luke chapter 18. We're going to pick it up at verse 1. You guys have it? Yeah. I have to tell you. Hold on one second, Pastor. You got it out there, y'all? Y'all turn y'all Bibles, y'all iPads. Come on, get the word. Don't just, don't just listen to me. Turn your Bibles. Get in the word. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 18. Starting at verse 1. It says, And this and just picking up, this is a um, Jesus all you know, you know, stories. God, Jesus always talking in parables, amen. And this is a parable of um, 
B, and we'll, we'll just get to it. Look, I read one. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Listen, if you're not coming out to Monday noonday prayer and you are home, you can live. You don't have any excuse not to get involved in prayer. We are live and in person and virtual. Now, if you can stop what you're doing for 30 minutes to an hour, 10 minutes to 20 minutes, however long you can get your, you can settle your spirit long enough to get in prayer with us on those Mondays, then we invite you to take an opportunity to pray, to be before God. So tune in or come out to with us on Mondays, noonday. So, okay, I'm not saying that you don't know. 12 o'clock at the afternoon. <laughs> we are here and online. There's, there's people here who are praying, who have set themselves to pray. Not just for things going on in this ministry, but this nation. The world in which you live in. This ministry has set themselves and ourselves to pray. To seek God's face. To help those who need to turn. To turn to God. To minister to the leaders. Even though they're not here of these, of these nations. That they incline that their ears are working. And they hear us praying to change this world because this world is here for destruction, y'all. Sure destruction. And it's going to take you believers who are praying. And listen, here's the thing. You believers who are sincerely and earnestly praying are keeping the wrath of God's hand back from this country. Amen? Amen. Yeah. I know some people don't like to hear that and want to believe that. But if the believers did not did not exist, then get in your word to get a clear understanding as to what God is saying about you, believer, and your role as listen. Your role as a believer is not to acquire things and, a, and things only. Your job as a believer is to change the world around you. And if you're not doing that, then you are robbing someone of an experience and an encounter with God. You're being greedy. You just want, 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 and you're not willing to give. Amen. Amen. Time to get our lives and ourselves right. Yeah. And stay right. On the on, on one, one day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city. He said. Whoever, who neither feared God nor cared about people. So this judge, he didn't care about God nor he cared about people. He didn't care less. Yeah, yeah. how many of y'all know people who care nothing about God and don't care nothing about people? Yes. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to say what I want to say. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? Yeah, let's keep going. I know y'all. See y'all looking at me. Y'all pull. Y'all pull on me. I, 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 I feel God. It says, a widow of the city came to him repeatedly. Sometimes you got to get before when people to, when people uh, are like that, you got to get like, you know, we're going to keep on going. Let me go there. Bring it back. Come on. Let me slow down. Give me justice in this dispute. 
with my enemy. So she was asking this judge, give me justice. These people bothering me. These people won't give me what is supposed to be mine. I have a, I have a dispute. Some of y'all may say I have an art. But we may, this is not an art. This is a dispute. You won't give me what I, what I, what's mine. So I'm fighting for what's mine. How many of you guys are fighting for what's yours? Amen. Amen. Let's keep digging because I, <laughs> I see some of y'all in the room. What are we talking about? The judge ignored her for a while. So I, I, I kept pleading, but you, you just keep ignoring. Y'all know the bosses. I want for a raise, but you just keep ignoring. So you act like I ain't never been in your office and asked you for that. <laughs> so I ain't never asked you for the raise. So when I, when I, when I, when I bring up this conversation, you make it seem like it's a new conversation. So what are we talking about? <laughs> so you trying to have it, so I so I didn't come in your office. But this so this one was so this one was like so she 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 was she was at, she was at the door. She stayed at the door. Yeah. Some of y'all need to stay at the door. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all let them tell you or people tell you, oh nah, can't do it, mm-hmm. and then you walk away. Okay, I see y'all in there. Okay, let's see, let's see <laughs> the judge ignored her for a while. But finally, he said to her, I don't fear God. So he tried to remind her, you can go, but I don't fear God or care about people. So he thought, by keeping saying that, some of y'all get turned away because you believe, you know what God has told you. And if you go do what God told you to do, but they tell you, nah, I don't believe that God, nor do I care about what you guys say. And some of y'all give up. You turn it away. You stop. Or you stop right at the door. They just slam the door in your face and you stuck at the door. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, she didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But she stopped there. He said, but this, this woman is driving me crazy. <laughs> she, she worried a man. She like, this, you gonna do what I do. Do what God told you to do. Amen. Whether it's today, <laughs> tomorrow, the next day, I'm gonna stay at your door. Until you do what God tells you to do. Mm-hmm. Even though you said you don't care nothing about God, I'm gonna stay at the door. Because see, here's the thing, it don't matter what they say. We only concerned about what they do. Obey or not obey is the question, amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know y'all come on, y'all taking a long time to come along, so I'm gonna pull let me let me drag you with me. <laughs> I'm gonna drag you out with me. But this woman is driving me crazy. I'm gonna see that she get justice. <laughs> yeah, I know what I did. Can y'all go shout out the wow? Y'all go shout out. Because she was wearing me out <laughs> with her, cons- her consistent request. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of y'all are wearing the enemy out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know what God told you. And he's fighting you not to get it, not to let it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I see that. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Yeah, if you ain't praying and you ain't seeking God day and night about a situation or about or your or your faith is released 
concerning the situation. While he keep putting them off. See, he kept putting them off. I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? Here's a question for you. And here's the topic of a lesson. He's turning it for me. Yes. He's turning it for me. Yes. Here, you got to receive. He's turning it for you. I can decree that over your life. But if your faith don't tell you, God, I received that for me. I'm just telling you that, and it's falling on deaf ends, but I can believe I can't believe more for you than you do for yourself. Amen. See, this woman, she stayed at the door because she knew no matter how many no's she got, he was turning it for me. And some of y'all are facing a whole lot of no's. Yeah. They told you no. And some of you give up. And you go back and you sit down on what God has told you to do. And he told you, okay, go to the door. Just because he said or she said no, that didn't mean that I said no. I told you to go. And no today doesn't mean no tomorrow. It just means they haven't heard or they haven't listened to what God told them to do. So much you don't trust my God. That don't matter to me. That, that don't even concern me. You don't know my God? That don't concern me. You don't like my God? That don't concern me. But what you will do is obey my God. And I'm going to put so much on it. I'm going to put so much on it that you won't have to turn. Not to my God, but to the favor. Amen. And to the response that God told you, you don't want to tell me yes, but you got to tell me yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's when we know God is moving. Because even when they don't, we know they don't want to serve God. They still got to tell you yes when God tells them to. Amen. Ooh, Jesus. Oh, man, y'all y'all slow this morning. Y'all better wake up out here. I'm trying to tell you. Y'all better wake up. Y'all better wake up. Y'all, you, I need you to get a home. Because a lot of y'all are living in defeat when he's called you to live in victory. Amen. Amen. A situation of no doesn't mean that that's the final situation. That's the final response to that situation. Amen. Amen. Listen, we got to get it together when we have with the response that God, because she never changed. His response changed, but hers didn't. She staying consistent. Ooh, Jesus. Some of y'all need to stay consistent. Amen. God is calling you to stay consistent in what he told you. Listen, I would have never been up here if I didn't stay consistent. Amen. We will have to build it, have to build it, have to build it. Location after location after location. We traveled, we traveled, we traveled. We went here, we went hither and yon. Some of them said, We don't do ministries here. Yeah. Yeah. We knew we were called to do ministry. 
Now, whether your doors were open didn't mean a door wasn't going to open. Amen. Yes. <laughs> and we just kept forward. Everybody kept looking at me like, Pastor Lee, what you looking? Hey, listen, let's keep moving forward. <laughs> and listen, I get it. I, I'm not talking. I'm not going to call nobody's name. I'm like, we, I, I know I got had people around me like, well, what is Pastor doing? <laughs> listen, if you, you don't have to know what I'm doing. You just have to believe that it's God that's yes. doing it. Amen. Yes. Yeah. And that's not for every situation, but that was just for this situation. And even when I told, when I said, God has said that this is the low, this is what we should be looking at and not that. Well, this is fine. We should take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it wasn't the spot. And when you know what God is doing, all the no's we've gotten, we could have stopped. Because see, here I'm talking to y'all out there, as well as the people who are here. See, it's easy to do virtual ministry. It's easy to do virtual ministry. Why? Because I don't have no response, I don't have no responsibility to you or to God. Because at any moment, I can turn that off and never get back on it. And by virtue of doing that, I turn off what God has told me to do. See, this building doesn't make the, the call on my life any greater. It makes my responsibility to God and to you greater. What do you mean, Pastor? Because I have to show up even when you don't show up. Because I have a mandate on my life, and the moment and the day you receive the mandate on your life to be a responsible child of God. I know that rubs somebody the wrong way. That's good. I know that wrong you rubs you the wrong way. You're responsible to work. No one has to call you and tell you, hey, time to get up and go to work. Amen. But we have to call you and tell you, it's time to go to church. Mm. It's time to worship. Why do we have to do that when your responsibility to your job is your job? But your job and responsibility to God is to worship Him. But you want God to turn it for you. When are you willing to turn it for Him? What do you mean, Pastor? Lee? Turn off the TV. That's all right. Turn off your phone. Hey, tell your girlfriend, okay, you got to get up and go. Tell your boyfriend, you got to get up and go. Because either we're going to God or we're not. But here's the thing. I know y'all wanted me to get back to the text and talk about turning. I am trying to talk about the text. But you got to be willing to stay in your life. <laughs> You gotta be willing to stay apart and persistent in your life and the things that God has called you to do. See, this woman knew that she needed a she needed a just verdict in her life. Not from someone who just wanted to, 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 to pass down a rule. She knew that God had called it to turn around. Unjustly or whether it was just. She knew that he was turning. 
And she stayed there until it turned. Some of y'all, we, y'all, we, see, we, 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 we're laying it over. We're giving it over. We're not fighting for nothing. We're not standing for God concerning anything. I just, well, let me say this, because I know, I see y'all, I see how this is a push today, so, yeah, fight, bro. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fight, do it, because I have to. Because just as much as I feel God, I feel the enemy. Mm-hmm. Pushing and fighting. And my mom, she she can attest to it. Praise God for my mom. Amen. 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 Thank God. And here's the thing. I remember when I was fighting a court case. Years ago. Yeah. Turn your neighbor. Don't be judging me. Y'all can judge me. Y'all okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm free. I've God turned it. So you can judge Amen. me. Amen. That, that earth is that earth has been turned. Yeah. 30 years ago. Amen. Amen. And fighting that case. We were in there. I know some of y'all remember. We were in there. I was in there. And my mom has always been a prayer over us. And even in that, I can remember them praying in the courtroom. Yeah, y'all, some of the stuff, y'all be thinking of fairy tale where they can make people be talking about, yeah, they were praying in the courtroom. No, this is true. This is true. I can recall my mother. I don't remember who else was in there because I know there was some couple other people in there, but I know my mom was in there. And they were praying. And I, they were ready to announce the verdict. And we went out in the hallway. The stenographer, y'all know the person who doesn't type it, mm-hmm. came into the hallway, not supposed to do it, not to have any fraternizing with cases. Said, is illegal. But when God is moving. He don't care who he uses. He just wants someone who's willing to be used. She came into the hallway. She told us that they didn't find him not guilty. You know that? And we, I knew that I was going to go to jail. They were praying that I wouldn't go to jail. But I, I, kept, I was fighting internally. Wasn't saved at the time, but I was fighting internally to believe, not to believe, to see what I was seeing naturally, but I couldn't see spiritually because my eyes wasn't open yet. That's good. That's good. They could, but I couldn't. So I couldn't see what my mom and and the stenographer and them saw. All I saw was what I was used to seeing. Why? Because it was what I was accustomed to hearing. I had heard everybody war stories in my neighborhood about what would happen. Everybody told me, gave me their verdict of what that would be. Oh, geez, I'm preaching good. I'm good. <laughs> but because I, I, because I knew that they didn't have what I had. See, I had ace in the hole. I had people around me who knew God. Who was faithful, who trusted God beyond situations. Just like this woman, trusted God beyond what they saw. And all the people before them who went to jail, who who felt guilty, who was convicted of things. 
and went that stenographer told my mother what the what was gonna happen. I just looked and I was like, yeah, I thought she was tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I thought she was tripping. But I went with it because I, I when you don't know faith, you gotta go with people who have faith. Amen. See, they build you up. See, lessons I learned because you grow in faith by seeing faith before you. You grow in faith by seeing faith lived out in the lives of people. That's how we gain strength in faith. Mm -hmm. Victory after victory. And so when we were, she, went, she went back and sat back behind that thing like she ain't never said nothing. <laughs> she didn't even look at us. <laughs> and when they read them, their verdicts off, and you kept hearing, not guilty, I said, look, I said, Jesus. <laughs> and my mother just started praying. You can hear them praying. I was in there faith and, and, and trembling at the same time. <laughs> My faith was getting strong, but I was still trembling because I was like, okay, they still talking. Something. What's happening? They still got more to go. That's <laughs> And the whole time, I did not understand that God was building me for a moment like this. And all the time, our victories. See, this purple was this woman. Now she has a victory that she can't, no, nobody can rob her of that. How many of you have let the devil rob you of your faith victories? Because you've given up too soon. When God has called, when God said he's turning it, you've given up right before the turn. You knew that God was in it, but you gave up because you allowed people and things to talk you out of it. See, she, you hear this story, you don't hear nobody else talking. You hear the judge, her, and God. And here, see, that's the same with us. In your situation, it's never the other people. It's only the devil, you, and God. Who are you going to lend your ear to? See, stop watching all these TV shows. You tell you, you got the you know, you got devil on one shoulder, God on the other shoulder. Sometimes that you got them in your ears. Sometimes that's true. Because our flesh is always. What you going to do with your flesh? Until it returns back to the dust of the ground. You going to carry that with you. But he's giving you power and victory over your flesh. So, so many of us who believe in Jesus Christ, we turn, we allow ourselves to turn the opposite way, and we don't let God, when God has turned the situation, we don't turn with them. We struggle with it. We fight God on every turn. Y'all remember that story when Jacob, they say he wrestled with God? We fight with God. Yeah, y'all can read that scripture in Genesis chapter 32. When Jacob wrestled with God. And then when God changed his name to Israel. Why did he change his name to Israel? Because he prevailed. Yeah, he, he was, his name was changed to Israel because he was, God, you prevail in Israel? Are you a prevailing? Are you willing to turn and allow God to turn it in your life? Because see, some of us will stay down the same road. 
when God is called, when God is turning things around. Amen. James chapter one and verse 12. James chapter 1, verse 12 says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast. Can you remain steadfast? When hubby acting a fool. And God said, if you hold your course, watch me turn it. When wife, ain't, when wife don't want to do right. said, if you hold your course, watch me turn it. When your children act crazy, like they don't even know God, like Mary yeah, God, like they don't even know you. So you just walk back, you like I'm a stranger in my house, huh? <laughs> you got mad with me, but you just walk past me like I'm just a visitor in my own house. Can you stay steadfast to see God turn? Yep. Turn their hearts to God. That you talk, talk, talk the things of God, the virtues of God, the standards of God, the, the statutes of God. And they live in the life that they are like they don't even know who God is. Like you, you look at it, you question yourself, have I not done anything right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta ask you sometimes you ask yourself those questions when you see your children living the way that you don't that you know that they were not raised. <laughs> yeah. well, where you, from? you got to stay at the door. Of their lives. Not being in a dad button, but letting them know, hey, listen, I know what God said. Even though you said you don't know God, but you don't like people, I'm gonna stay right here. Now I, I, I can't speak for everybody's house. Sometimes you some, well, <laughs> But yeah, you gotta you gotta measure your house accordingly. Amen. What works in someone else's house don't work in your house. Yeah. Amen. How others discipline their children, you don't get to discipline your children that way. Because everyone is different. Yeah. The only thing that's consistent is God and his word. See, nothing changes about God. So when your children are acting crazy, all you say, okay, I see you. I know what God said, though. And this is what God says about your life. I, I see you out there, but I don't believe in God. I see you out there. I don't believe in God. I see you out there. I don't believe in God. I see you. I heard you the first time, but I still see what I see. I see you. But what do you mean when I see? God sees you. You talking. And I know that you're just talking. So go ahead. I hear you. That ain't God. That's if somebody gave one. <laughs> So, yeah, you can't get distracted by that. And that was an object lesson because that's, that's what the enemy does. When God is speaking, distractions happen. He'll ring the bell. He'll sound the alarm to get you off. To make you say, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Maybe I shouldn't pray. 
But why you pray so much? Yeah, mama, before we went out, she would pray. She knew we were hanging out. Let me pray. And you be like, uh oh. And then my friends will always say, oh, it's the man, don't go over it. That's the mother will pray. <laughs> I never told her, but I know she may have known that. I didn't like it then, but I loved it now. Amen. Amen. Why? Because I see the I see the fruits that it produced. Yeah, because we never like what God is doing in the moment when it goes against the grain. But our lives have been set apart. And when you've been set apart for a purpose and a call, you're going to always be different. What you're doing is going to always seem weird. I'd rather be weird. I'd rather be alive and weird than dead and gone. Amen. Amen. And the only thing you got left is what people of memories of people. See, I, I want to. I always remind myself of that one. What that one fact when I know God has turned things around in my life. See, I was headed for it. I will. I don't. I mean, I always try to. For y'all. I can't speak, for you. but I know I was headed for a road of death and destruction. But I thank God for turning my life. Even when I couldn't see my life turning, I when I, I knew that God well, at, at a certain point in my life, I knew God was a part of it. How do you know, Pastor? When I when I kept seeing sign after sign after sign after sign of God's hand on my life. Not everybody gets as many opportunities, but I thank God for mine. I was delivered from death situations so many times I lose count. I was in a car with my me and my buddy. We, he was my partying buddy. And God, thank God, he's still alive. He, we were partying together. We partied together like like nobody business. <laughs> we got home on night on several nights, and he lost the cop. <laughs> he couldn't remember where he popped. And I would go to the house the next day. Where's the car? I don't know. <laughs> but nothing but the grace of God. That people who stand before God and they and they stand before when they see the situation and they always pray that the verdict is different. Yeah, that's the power of prayer in our lives. That was all this woman's prayers that kept us. And I said, that's because his family wasn't praying, mine was. And, and I'm not boasting to me, but by virtue of what was, was, was covered with, what they had released to cover me, cover him. We never went, we never crashed. We never had any accidents. No fights. Nothing wild happened. Well, that's not a lie. We did have fights. But <laughs> and wild stuff happened. And, <laughs> um, not, not you. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it did. Uh, if I had some of the pictures, I, the pictures can tell on me. If we had social media then, if we had it then, if we had social media then past me, business for all, but we'd be all in the street. 
Yeah. And, but the thing is, I wouldn't be ashamed because it was what God delivered me from. Yeah. Yeah. And I take great, I take great joy in giving the testimony of God turning my life around. Yes. I gave y'all the core story because he turned a, a verdict that was supposed to have me in prison. He made it, he made an unjust man just. He made an unrighteous man righteous. And he did it because he knew I would serve him. Even during those times, he knew that there was a moment in time that Virgil was going to say yes and he was going to give me glory. See, I know y'all get I know y'all out there. I hear y'all. Y'all get to why y'all always talking about this stuff? I only know me. I don't know you. I can tell you what he's done for me. And the stories I tell you are not boasting in things. They're boasting in moments that he delivered. Moments where he set me free. Moments where he kept bullets from hitting me. Amen. Yeah. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. How many of y'all fold like cheap lawn chairs when things happen in your life? <laughs> Where does he get this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I gotta bring levity because some of y'all taking it too, y'all take things too serious to the degree where you can't expect or you can't receive from God. If you don't think God has a sense of humor, turn and look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got a big one. <laughs> yeah, because there's something that you can find about yourself that you're not overly pleased with. And God laughs because he tells you, I, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you let the world's standards of whatever it is that you, that you have problems with about yourself change the fact of who I called you to be. That's why these young girls do too much. You wearing lashes that's bigger than your whole head. It's not even proportionate. I hope, and I'm not making fun of this. I'm not making fun of you. I'm saying, why aren't you pleased with what God has made you and given you? Now I'm not listen. Some of that stuff I'm uh, I can't. I'm not against because if it, if it works and it fits and you don't know it's there, then all oh, then listen. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do too much, <laughs> see, God knew he was doing. He gave me two boards, man. God, ah, listen, God, God, I thank you. <laughs> That I had two boys. That don't make it no easier. <laughs> that don't make it any easier. But I thank God. I thank God that I don't. I don't have to have those conversations. I don't have to. I don't have to have those conversations. I can just see what they bring in the house and be like, "What I bring in?" But again. I just when we get when we when we get an understanding of what God has done for us, that's why I make light of I can make jokes about certain things because I don't take myself too serious. I'm always looking for a moment where I can improve on what God has told me to improve on. 
If there's one I've got to use, if there's something to change, then show me so I can change. If this is a character flaw in me, help me fix it. So it doesn't become a crutch or a hindrance for me. Most people don't take, they, they take themselves too seriously. That's why they are not willing to change. That's where God can't turn things around in your life. Because we have now taken on a mindset that we are God, and if there's anything to change, I'm going to change it. Now, he needs our cooperation and our participation, of course, in your life. He don't just strong. The Holy Spirit is, is a gentleman. Don't let nobody fool you. He don't do anything in your life unless you give him permission to. He ain't going to make you do nothing. Well, I, yeah, you say, well, God, man, he made me. He ain't, that's a lie. Don't lie on my God. The Holy Spirit is a gentle man. He wants you to welcome his presence. He will fight for territory in your life. You have to give him permission. God, I give you, I give you permission to take up your abode on the inside of me. Lead and guide me. Now, if he was, if he was like everybody say he is, or most people say he is, why would he tell? Why would we have him say lead us and guide us? He just gonna drag us around. <laughs> y'all see how here? Y'all see how, how silly some things be? <laughs> why he gonna if he if, if he wanted us to, he want everybody to, to be saved? Why he don't just run in every little shop, nightclub, and drag everybody out? You say you gonna be saved tonight? <laughs> just saying. I make light of it because people are in bondage because they refuse to. You refuse to allow God to turn your situation around. He's telling you, listen, no matter what stands before you, that he, I'm, willing, I'm willing to say, come on, yes. I'm willing to change the verdict. Yeah, because listen, and then most people, when you're not how many, well, let me say this, let me go to something. A lot of us have been found guilty in our lives by man. So then when God comes in, he tells you not guilty. When man says that it's over, God says it's not over. Amen. When man says you're never going to make it, God says, no, no, no. You stay, hold on, you're you going to make it. Yeah, they didn't think he was going to make it. Yeah, you come from that side of the family where there's poverty all around. You ain't going to make nothing out of yourself. The devil is a liar. God's turning it. Yes, yeah, he is. And the ones who believe that they have all the answers come to you for answers. Oh, Jesus. That's when you know God has turned things around for you. When they look at you, when they looked at you a certain way, not educated. Not smart enough, not wise enough, not financially, not financially stable enough. They see what God is doing. How are you, how are you able to survive? <laughs> oh, Jesus. How are you doing it? I just knew. I just knew you were going to be this and that. God, I thank you. 
for the grace of God. Because now my life is a testimony to your goodness. Yeah, you want to know more? Come on, let me tell you about Jesus. No matter how many plaques or degrees you got on your wall, you still need Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can have PhD, DAD, whatever kind of D on them at the, at the end of your name, beginning of your habit, they go at the bottom of your, your plaque or your degree, whatever it is. You still need God. Your bank account can have so many zeros that it make the members in your family go like zero. <laughs> because that's what money does to me. And money, money has a way of diminishing the, 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 of what's in you when it comes to the people who have money. Not all, some. When money becomes God to people, people realize, okay, why don't you have God? Because you don't have money. See, they equate God to money. What they don't see that you look over your look at her life. Man, she's over there doing that in that. She's able to sustain herself in that. Doing that. See, again, I talk about me. My mom, my mother has five grandchildren. And all five of her grandchildren are college students. Yeah, you don't have to clap for that. But that's a, we come from we come from the, the, the poverty central in Southeast. Yeah, we come from one of the, the worst neighborhoods over in Southeast. And no one thought that her children would produce children. That will go on and go to college. I don't care what they tell you now. They can tell you now because they see God's hand. She's seen it because she knew, she knew the power of God from then. And she knew that whatever was going on, God was able to turn the situation where God, you'll get the glory out of their lives. And they'll glorify you because of what you've done. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, y'all better come on. Listen, no matter where you are, don't let that determine where you go. Amen. 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 Because you can be in poverty, but never be in poverty. Yes. Amen. What do you mean, Pastor? Your mind doesn't have to be poverty. Your situation may be, but your thinking, how you see God and how God sees you doesn't have to be poverty. If you allow them to turn it. Yeah, yeah. Because I know I see y'all out there. Y'all looking at me funny. Y'all looking at me funny. But Pastor B, that's not the case for everybody. And why not? It can be. Why won't you allow it to be your testimony? You just because you're where you are doesn't have to mean you stay where you are. Some of the freest people in the world are free in their mind. I tell the story all the time. When I used to go into prison ministry and minister to people, I've seen so, I've seen, I've seen so many people on the choirs worshiping God so free. And I go out and ask them, why do you give God glory so much? Because then the one I had one guy, one guy tell me this, and he man, he helped me so much when I first got there. He told me, he said, I'm able to minister, I'm able to sing and do what I do because just because I'm in here don't mean I ain't free. I'm freer than y'all on the street. And I'm locked up. 
And I'm like, well, why do you say? He said, because there's no hindrances to me praising God. See, you guys take on the cares of the world when you're out there. When you're in here, all you got is your relationship with God. So just because I ain't walking around on the street don't mean I ain't free. And I said, Lord, look at that. That helped me. I was, I was just doing, I was just doing my belief. I maybe been six months in the world of prison ministry. And that blessed me so much because I, that changed the way I thought about freedom. Freedom ain't always being able to be unrestricted. Freedom is getting having a revelation that God, if you be before me, then nothing can be against me. Just because I'm not able to jump in and out of a car and go here and go there, don't mean I ain't free. Because people who are able to do that still not free. Why? Because you're bound by bills. You're bound by other people's perceptions. You we restrict ourselves and hold ourselves captive. Man, he's turning it. Amen. 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 Yeah, y'all type in and say, God is turning it. He's turning it. Yeah, come on, y'all. Y'all give revelation to that. He's turning it. He's turning it. Yeah, he is. He says, steadfast on the trial. For when he has taught, when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. How many of y'all able to start, are willing to stand the test? Because, see, there's a test for all. But what is that test? A trying? A tempting? We're all tempted by something. We're all tempted. I had a guy that I was ministering to. He a young guy. He was saying, um, pass me, um, well, y'all wasn't passing at the time. That's a lot. He was saying, he said, he used to call me Brother Bird. Brother Bird, Brother Bird. <laughs> Brother Bird. How do you, because I always testify when I see young men, because he was young, but he, he got divorced, and I always, I was going to minister more. And I see, he's like, how are you able to stay married, man? And um, and all, and all this going on out here in these streets, all these girls, and this was a couple years ago, and they, you know, they, they went heavy stuff, they went down back then, you know. <laughs> mega season is mega season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were they. And so he was saying, how do you how, man, how do you do it? I said, man, listen, you can't be tempted by something you don't want. You only tempted by things that desire that move you. When I don't want to, I said, I don't when I don't want another woman, how can I be tempted by that? That don't do nothing for me. Right. I said, here's the thing that most that most men and women, but we're talking to you, so most men don't consider one of those thoughts of cheating or stepping out into their mind. You don't count the cause of the fallout that goes along with it. Just because it may not be going well in your home at the moment, may not, doesn't mean that when you jump into that new home, things are going to automatically go well. Because they may, it's going to happen for a season, but once everybody takes off their mask and the real shows up, you won't have to deal with who she is, and she won't have to deal with who you are. You better yeah. teach pastor. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So is it really worth ruining what you have in your covenant? Or are you willing to jump from bed to bed to please whatever desire you have or lack thereof. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Because that's the that's the fight that you that that we as men and women have to face. That's the test. That's a test, especially for Mary. You want to believe that what's out your house is greater than what's in your house. Come on. It's not. See, I, my, I tell her, I tell her all the time, I can't be tempted by something that don't move me. That don't move me. I, I, I choose not to want, I don't need basket rock. <laughs> I don't have to have, what's it, 31 ladies? 31. Did they add more? Oh, no. Because nowadays, there's a whole lot of flavors out there. I think Bass has got about 60 flavors there. Blueberry and all this stuff. Let me stop. I don't know. Let me leave these people alone. But yeah, but see, people won't get drawn away by that. And God is trying to get you to turn back to your life. He's calling some of y'all to go back home. Turn. Go home. Mm. Pack up and go home. Disturbing. I heard something this morning that dis- disturbed me to my core. It bothers me when I hear pastors. Mm-hmm. It bothers me. A lot of people like the gossip of it. They like to tell and run around and tell the stories and the gossips, the gossip of it. But I heard stories more that man messed me up. And I'm not no, I'm, a, I'm a human like everybody else. You gotta make a choice, man. What? To do what God has called you to do. And it was a story that a pastor was sleeping with another pastor's wife. And private investigators following everybody around. It was just a mess. And, and then listening to the guy who was talking about his, he had the hit of wind come out of his cell about people, godly people, church people. And I was like, this is what we've reduced ourselves to, believers? That we act just like they do. We do what they do. Well, I'm not hearing you because I, I feel you pushing. When a human, that doesn't give you any reason or excuse to stop doing what God has called you to do. Just because you're human don't give you the right to be an error. Do the right thing. Right. Yes. Even when it's not popular to do it. Amen. Amen. That's it. And like I just said, I am not boasting and being better than nobody. Everybody has to make a choice to do what's right. And if God is turning our situation, why do we expect God to bless, bless, bless if we do wrong, wrong, wrong? Mm. That's good. Mm-hmm. And not just do wrong. We willingly want to do wrong. There's no right in us. We made too many. We made so many left. We ain't thinking about doing right. That's a problem. And here's the thing that I, I say: we put the stain on Jesus, and that's why He told us, "Be not deceived." He will not be mine. Whatever a man sow. He told us. He forewarned us. Don't, okay, don't get out here and and, and, and make me look, try to make me look crazy, man. Because I ain't going to be mocked. Don't play with me and think you ain't going to have to pay for playing with me. Mm 
See, that's what y'all do. Y'all praying. And he's telling us, don't keep praying with me. I had to break that down to, 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 to 2022, 2023 terms. Don't be out there playing with God. Because he's telling you, man, listen, you ain't going to just keep playing with my name. Put some respect on my name. Put some respect on my name. And I'm telling you, as long as you're breathing, you better turn to put some respect on God's name. Because he said he will not be made a fool of. You, you, you may be at the end because you're going to be in this thing and say, God, Jay is me. Man, who are you? I don't know you. Man, I was that dude that didn't cast off devils. What? Y'all know, y'all got record of that? <laughs> he did that in who name? Oh, that was in his name. That wasn't in my name. You will point you right to the record. You hear that? That was done in your name. It wasn't done in my name. I know you not. Man, what terrible, what terrible way did he go? That all the people who have who have graced this world, this earth, all gonna be standing in judgment. You got your place in line. And you're gonna see some of them go, and some of them, some of them go in, and some of them go. I'm gonna go straight to him. And that's gonna be a terrible day. It's gonna be a day of rejoicing for those who get in, but a day of sorrow and torment for those who thought they did everything they could to get in and don't make it. Why? Because it was all done in their name. It was all done to bring them glory. Building their kingdom for them. Building their memorials and their statues, their, their houses of worship to worship them and not God. It's time to turn. It's time to turn. He's, he's turning it around for you. He's giving you an opportunity. That's why I started out. If we are breathing, this is your opportunity today. To turn your life around. Amen? Amen. 2 Timothy 4 7. Say, hey, I have fought the good fight of faith. Have you fought the good fight of faith? Are you fighting the good fight of faith? It's a good fight. If you're fighting it with God, it's a good fight of faith. Amen? I have finished the race. We all have to finish our race. He didn't tell us, he didn't say, okay, you gotta get, you gotta, okay. Ready, go. You got this time frame to get it done. But he's telling you, you got to run your race. You have to. You have to run your race. You can't turn around doing your race. You got to run your race. You have kept the faith. You have to persevere. You have to persevere. In your life as a believer. The things that have been designed to stop you. You have to persevere. You have to keep going. No matter what's going on around you. You have to keep going. You can't let no's stop you. 
You can't, the people, you can't let the people who don't believe in you stop you. But they don't, I know, they don't, they don't believe in my vision. So what? It ain't for them to believe it. It's for you to believe it. It's for you to go do what God's called you to do, and they'll come along as God sees fit. He'll add. That's why I always tell you guys, if the word is blessing you, then it's your responsibility to tell others about what's going on here. It's your responsibility out there to come on in and stop hiding behind the screen. We don't care about what you're wearing. This is the hospital. Come get healed. Come get delivered. Come get your knees met spiritually and watch God add to your life. So the way you come in doesn't, be the, doesn't have to be the way you leave out. See, that's the thing that hungry that hangs people up. People, well, we can't, God don't come to church like that. That ain't what this is about. You come in to be tamed. And then as you're being changed, it will change, it will start changing things about you. You can't come in anywhere where the Spirit of God is and go out the same way you came in. Unless you got your hands closed. Unless you just come in, I ain't receiving nothing. But I love people like that. Because you come, I've seen people get broken. Because when the Holy Spirit is here, it's inevitable. You can't run from God. You run from you. See, most people run from themselves. They don't run from God. They running from God. No, no, no. They're running from themselves because they know what God is saying. Most people who run from church don't run because it's because, because of God. They run because they know what they are. They, they know what they've done inside. How can he do it for me? I'm the lowest of the low. I did more dirt than anybody can ever imagine. He can't love me. No, not me. I'm not worthy enough to be loved like that. And he said, yeah, you are. Look back over your life of the things that I've delivered you from. When you overdosed and I revised you. Yeah, I hear stories when people say they OD. Not just once, three times. If that ain't God, most people don't make it back from that. A great deal of people don't make it back from overdose. They can be some of the healthiest people in the world. They hit, they get hit, and that's it. That's they, they out of here. But you made it through. And God made it. You made it through because God turned it for you to serve him. That your life is to be an example and a testimony of God's goodness. See, we got once we get out of thinking that it's all about us, then things will start helping. Then, then what you realize and what you've been through, God is that God starts changing and turning away. You then you'll realize that my life was not just it's for somebody else. All these young children that come into this ministry, that you bring your kids out on, on the fifth Sunday so we can lay our hands on that's not for me. That's for your children. God wants us to impart something into your children. There were times where we as children needed somebody to lay their hands on us. 
to help keep the angels of protection and shielding us from all that's going on. There's a lot going on out there, y'all. There's a whole new world of new demons. Well, I won't call them new demons, but more but savvier demons. For your children. And have been assigned to your children. Because just like we take an angel with us, there's a demon that follows us and follows our children to wait on us to make a mistake. But praise be God that he covers us. That the angels of protection are around us. That shield us. When we know how to fight, that's why prayer is so important. That if you don't know how to fight spiritually, you come and you can learn how to fight, how to pray, how to, how to beseech God, how to lift up your hands and release the angels of God. Release your words so the angels can go and respond to your word. Yeah, it's important that our children need to know. Because a lot of them are out there defenseless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody praying at home. They don't have enough to pray for themselves. And they believe, they believe, well, they don't believe anything, but they believe a lot of wrong things. They think by wearing crystals is going to save them, protect them, shield them. Y'all got to help y'all. got to help y'all children. Some of y'all children are bound by witches and warlocks. Mm-hmm. Y'all letting any and everybody put their hands on your kids. Speak words into your children's lives. God help you with some of these demon, demonic, influenced teachers who are with your kids eight hours a day. Well, you didn't go to school like that? Yeah. Why he went to school unprotected? When are you going to turn and stop praying for your children before they go out to school, laying hands on them, getting up and preparing a meal where your hands are touched the meal and not nobody else's? Amen. Y'all don't know what these people putting in their food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, hey, man, I'm not, I'm not casting, I'm not casting no paint every 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 school, every lunch per, person with the same proper. But we this is a we live in a wicked world. And these kids, you know, if you look out, y'all look outside. Some of y'all so scared to look out. Look outside. <laughs> well, I want the kids to see me, so you peeking out the window. Look, oh, go to your door. Look out. Look at the kids. When, when I'm riding out, I, I be riding out. I just stop praying for them, especially when I see uh, they all huddled up. I just stop praying for them. Not in my neighborhood. Well, even in my neighborhood when they out there sometimes, that's, you know, kids don't hang outside like they used to. I don't know where they go now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. PlayStation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, let me get out of here and close out. Um, because I, I told I, my mother, I used, man, I would cry if she punished me. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking out the window the whole time. Throw the ball at me, throw the ball at me. <laughs> Man, that would that would break that would used to break me down because I I kids don't go outside no more. Mm-hmm. And 
We got all this y'all. <laughs> we haven't been out. We got a, we got a, I got a ton of back guys. Them kids who go outside. <laughs> when they were smaller than them, they out, we had to fight them who go outside. One, one of my sons, and I don't know if you remember it. I said, man, go outside and what I do? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna tell you when y'all figure out how long she's still. But man, it was the funniest thing. I said, what? <laughs> Do you know, man, that I would have did anything to go outside back in the day? I took my football helmet and any, any football equipment I could trying to find a football game. <laughs> a neighborhood football game. I had it bad. I could, I could be in the house. That was prison. <laughs> Not because it was restrictive. Mm-hmm. But now, they can stay in the house for days. But you got some of these kids, man, you just take them, you take breakfast, lunch, and dinner to their door, leave and knock one door. Hey, food outside. Because <laughs> they on they on their own community. But we gotta get out, we gotta protect our children. Amen. Amen. And a lot of times, well, we'll talk about that on fifth Sunday. Because a lot of times we, we don't know who our kids are communicating with on the under of those things. We have to protect our babies, man. Yeah, I have to. Yes. I have to. Grown women and grown men on the other side of those computers mm-hmm. playing with your children yeah. and trying to entice your children in. Yeah. Got to. You got to teach your children. I know teaching, kicking and screaming. It's okay. Uh-huh. Let them scream. Rather than scream now and then you, or, 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 you, or you burn them later uh, within the next couple of weeks. Sad. Um, I, my mama said this to me, I'm going to turn it. She said she wouldn't, I'm going my brother passed, but she said she never thought that she would live to bury one of her children, that all her children would want, that her children would bury her. Mm-hmm. That stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, no parent wants to go or their children to go before them. Mm-hmm. They live that their children may outlive them. Yeah, I know that that's seeming over, but no, that's what parents do. That's how parents think. Caring, concerned parents who are vested in their children. They always want their, their children to outlive them. No greater pain than to have to bury one of your children. Amen. So I tell you, persevere. Let God help you to turn. Because he, he, he wants to turn things around on you and you have.